0: Welcome, ghouls and ghosts. Grab some tea and listen in as we talk about the Hi, ghouls. Welcome back to the third and final episode of Thinning the Veil. I'm your host, Emily Klein, and I hope you are starting to get into the spooky season. I know I am. (laughs) I've had some technical difficulties recording this podcast, and so I'm re-recording. In my closet, there's a candle next to me and crystals everywhere, and it's a protection candle because we talked about protection last week, and I thought it would be relevant. It's a protection and cleansing candle and I just cannot believe I'm doing this in the bottom of my closet like talk about spooky like we used to think monsters were com- gonna come out of here and now I'm recording a podcast in it so you know if you're missing the spooky season because this month has been crazy busy for you like it has been for me go sit in the bottom of your closet <laughs> grab a candle and some crystals and do your thing All right, so I'm going to be honest. For the third part, I didn't really know what to do. And then I realistically thought about kind of what I had done for parts one and two. And so part one was about Halloween and the history of Halloween and why we associate this time with thinning the veil or the thinner veil and monsters and ghosts and spooky things. Part two was about protection from those spooky things in case you have a presence in your life or if you want to work with them, you know how to protect yourself. So that kind of leads itself really naturally into this third part, which is about divination and reaching out to ghosts, specifically reaching out to your ancestors. And there's a really, really specific reason for that, which I will get into. So listen in. Um, And if you make it to the end, I do have a wonderful little recipe for what I'm calling witch's brew, but it's basically a simmer pot. Um, So stay tuned for that. Okay, so I wasn't going to talk about ghosts because I understand that not everybody listening would like to interact with ghosts. And I was one who never really wanted to. Like every time I had even had the thought something weird came up that kind of scared me out of it, right? Like I talked about my fae experience, which by the way, like I am fully aware that that could have not really been a thing. Um, But I think it's funny to say it was the fae. And so because of that, I've always kind of stayed away from ghosts and interacting with ghosts. Like I do tarot cards, but I mostly see tarot as a 72 playing card deck that someone assigned a bunch of meanings to that are vague enough to where you can learn a lot from each of the meanings of the cards. And so like I don't see it as a practice of divination Um, as much as other people do, right? A lot of other people will say, when you pull a tarot card, like God, or I don't know, or your spirit guide pulled that card for you, which I just, but I was one who, when it comes to divination, when it comes to ghosts, and when it comes to signs, I'm very careful, and I do really like thorough sanity checks. If I hear a bunch of creaking, I'm not gonna assume it's a ghost. Because honestly, like, it could be a pipe letting out some steam. You know, I think I could see a figure in the corner, but it really could be a bunch of dirty laundry. And I think I see a figure because the lights are off. It's 3 a.m. I just woke up um, and, like, my eyes are still adjusting and I think I see all these figures and it really is just a bunch of clothes. And so I wasn't going to do this episode because of that, because... I am not very experienced, and on top of not being very experienced, despite reading a lot about this and hearing a lot about divination and working with spirits, I don't know how I feel with working with spirits myself, especially as a Jewish person, like a monotheistic person. And then my great-grandma started popping up a lot. Here's what I mean by that. So I've been told ever since I was a little kid that my great-grandma is associated with ladybugs. And every time you saw a ladybug, that meant she was around. I vividly remember being told this at weddings, at family gatherings. My aunt is super close with my great-grandma, so we always gave her ladybug stuff because it reminded her of my great-grandma. Um, I get one of my Jewish names from my great-grandma. So there's a very strong relationship between me, my great-grandma, my aunt, and ladybugs, especially since everybody tells me that my great-grandma would have loved me, right? Like you, they say, you know, you're the type of person that, she would have really resonated with and really would have connected with and really would have been proud of which is just like something you normally say to your niece or child so i blew it off i was like whatever and then something interesting started happening where i found a ladybug in the grass and i was like that's really strange like i didn't expect to see one on campus and i put one on me Right. I put that ladybug on me. I put it on my pants and it crawled on me for an hour and a half. And I know you're like, well, it just crawled on you like (laughs) bugs do that all the time. Who cares? And normally I'd say yes, but ladybugs have wings. And a lot of times, like if you put a butterfly or another type of bug on you that has wings, it will leave it doesn't stick around. And so this thing stuck around on me for an hour and a half and it crawled up my arms, um, on my neck, right? And like, it's a ladybug and it was on my clothes, so I didn't really sense it, Um, but it like, it was always there. And then eventually I had to take it off me, put it in the grass, walked away, didn't really, I was like, that's a cool experience with a bug, didn't think much of it. But then every time I was either having a stressful day or i just felt a little lost like just my sense of self was getting a little muddled i saw a ladybug and like very coincidentally like the the seat i sat in at the student union there was a ladybug right in front of it or you know one would be like on my walk to class or one literally hit me in the face Um, like straight up just smacked me, (laughs) like in the cheek. And then on Tuesday, a couple nights ago, I was talking with my roommates um, 30 minutes before. I had just gotten off the phone with my aunt, telling her about all the ladybugs I've been seeing and how I've been thinking a lot about my great-grandma. And this is the aunt that's really close with her. And so she was like, that's amazing. Like, I think she would have loved you. You know, the usual family compliments and comments. And I was talking with my roommates. And one of them goes, I think there's a spider on the ceiling. And I was like, no, it's going to be a ladybug. Just watch. And I got on the table and I looked at the ceiling. And what do you know? It was a ladybug. And so that's when I knew that like my great grandma is with me this semester because it's been a hard semester. It gets to the point where like if you are getting hit on the head with so many different signs, eventually you figure out that it's it's a sign. Um, And that was my sign. And so I didn't want to work with spirits, um, but I think on Halloween or around Halloween weekend, I'm gonna try to reach out to my great grandma because very obviously she's been there for me when I need her most. All right, how I'm going to reach out to my great-grandma. And if you want to reach out to any of your ancestors or get a little spooky yourself, I have a couple things you can do. So the two out of this list I will probably be doing um, is the tarot party and the meditation. The meditation is pretty straightforward. It's actually what, if you look up, like communicating with ghosts according to a medium, A lot of them will say, you know, don't use an Ouija board and don't use a pendulum the first time you're doing this. Try meditating. um, Try manifesting things through dreams or try automatic writing, which I will get to those. But we're going to start with meditating. So basically... I'm probably going to do a guided meditation. There's a bunch on YouTube related to ancestors and it'll probably, you know, relax you, walk you through a meditation where maybe, you know, a person will come into mind or a color, like an aura. And so you'll kind of get to see who comes up, um, get a little advice from them, possibly, you know, maybe tell them a little bit about your life. Like, You know, and maybe nothing will come up. Maybe the meditation won't work for you. And that's fine. Like, then you got, you know, 30 minutes to just chill out and do nothing, which we all need at this point. But if you do, just remember that they're your ancestors. They love you. Be respectful and be careful. Right. Chelsea from last week told us that she let a demon into her household when trying to meditate to contact her ancestors. So just remember protection add a little salt hold a little salt grab a crystal you'll be fine so if i don't do a guided meditation i will probably just sit you know relax my body and do a self-guided meditation and basically if that's the case and if you're an experienced meditator and you don't need a guided meditation you're just gonna kind of tune into your body maybe imagine you're in a forest right because that does work And like Chelsea did, imagine you're in a forest and see who comes. Um, But you can also just kind of, you know, get in a meditative state and see if anyone pops up. Right. Like focus on the intention that you are open and welcoming to any kind ancestor. Because family can also be mean. So like if it's an actual family member, but they're a horrible person, like you don't have to talk to them. (laughs) Yeah. You're just going to kind of see who comes up. Um, So that's meditation. The other thing I'm going to do is I am going to do a tarot party because it's Halloween and it's fun. So I call them tarot parties because I started reading for my friends randomly over summer. I was doing readings over Instagram for random people. And let me just say, we have so much fun with it. I am not allowed to not bring my tarot cards to a friend gathering anymore. I'm not allowed to not bring my tarot card. That's, I'm required to bring my tarot cards. Jeez, Miss Girl. So the other thing you can do is that you can have a tarot party, which is what I will 100% be doing because it's Halloween and tarot cards are witchy and they're spooky and they're divination. Um, Even though I don't really see them as divination, I kind of see them more as like self-improvement. They can be used as a tool for divination. So I will be using them as a tool for divination and I will be using them... To connect with my ancestors. So, I will look up really quickly an ancestor spread, right? I will just look up a four card one online um, and I will do one for myself. Um, my friends probably won't want a reading on their ancestors. I will probably end up giving them readings on life and school and love and whatever. And they're so fun. Like, let me just tell you. Like, we make memes out of them. Uh, We laugh at how accurate they are. And then we talk about, like, if it's a love reading and it's like, you got to get back out there, we'll talk about the ways we can get someone back out there. We'll be like each other's wingwoman. We make it such an immersive, fun experience. And that's why my friends are a little obsessed with the fact that I read tarot now and why I'm required to do it all the time, because it's funny like it's funny how accurate it can be it's almost a letdown when it's not accurate like my friends want it to be accurate because it's so much funnier and more enjoyable when it calls you out um so yeah do a tarot party light some candles burn some incense make it all spooky and like do it right before you go out to party. It's like a great, great icebreaker and it's a great way to ease into the night. Okay. So I'm going to meditate and I'm going to have a tarot party. Here are some other things you can do if you want to interact with your ancestors and you don't want to pull out in a Ouija board or a pendulum. You can... Have some prophetic dreams, and this is actually a big thing is divination through dreams. Um, there's also divination through scrying. So, if you wanted to grab some water and see what you can look into, and if you wanted, you could totally make a bit out of it where it's like instead of your crystal ball, you have a bowl of water. But with dreams, a lot of times people will drink some tea right before they go to bed, they will stir some intentions into it, and so basically, that's when you are looking at your tea you take a spoon or whatever, maybe there's some honey on it um, and you stir clockwise. Um, It is traditional belief that if you stir clockwise, you are inviting something in. And if you stir counterclockwise, you are banishing something. So you would stir clockwise, basically saying out loud that you want to invite your ancestors in or any sort of spirit that has a good intention for you. You would drink the tea, go to bed, and see who comes in during your dream or any advice you get during your dream. If you have trouble remembering your dreams, this is not a method for you. But if you can remember them super, super vividly, great method. I know a crap ton of witches on Instagram who love dream divination. Um, all have dream journals. Constantly lucid dream um, And it really is a great way to kind of get in touch with your subconscious, right? If you've ever had an anxiety dream, you will realize that you will dream about things you might be running from in real life. And so dreams are incredibly powerful, especially when looking into yourself and a great way to get in touch with spirits, right? Because there is that belief that spirits can contact you while you're sleeping. There is this tactic called automatic writing. I don't know how much I like it, but if it resonates with you, let me know if it works. Um, Basically, you're going to sit down with a pencil and paper. You're going to kind of get into a little bit of a meditative state. You're going to see what comes immediately to your head, and then you're going to write it down as fast as possible. And the belief is, is that whatever is popping into your head when your mind is clear that is coming from your ancestors once again if you're gonna do this and if it's very like seancey like medium-esque and so if you're gonna do this if you could have a protective crystal necklace on your person or you could be holding a crystal or holding like a thing a salt or a, a satchel of herbs that is 100% preferred. But yeah, so that's automatic writing. Seriously, tell me if it works. I'm like very curious because I have no clue if that would work. Some people will use candles and do um, drip wax divination. I actually don't know how to do that candle wax divination. It's definitely something I'm going to look into because I love candles. But I don't know how to do them, so I can't really tell you about it. Um, Either way, if if you ever wanted to explore like a type of divination or a type of way to get in touch with your ancestors that isn't a Ouija board or pendulums, all of this is on the internet. What I will actually probably do is I will take a tea light. I will just let good spirits know that if they want to, you know, come into my house and hang out in my house during Halloween, they can. And I will do that by lighting a tea light and kind of setting, like, putting that intention into it, maybe adding some herbs and just letting it sit there in my windowsill during Halloween. And then the final thing I'm going to leave you with is that if you want to interact with your ancestors, hands down, the best way is to look into your cultural traditions. Right? So if you celebrate Day of the Dead, maybe looking into those traditions would be best for you. If you traditionally light incense for an ancestor maybe go find some incense that they like or incense that you would normally light for them and light some of those Um, if they had a specific drink they liked a lot of people will leave that out for their ancestors I don't leave out offerings but if you wanted to try that bake something make something that they like leave it out for them great way to invite them in and then kind of get in a meditative state and see if they want to impart you with any wisdom but yeah definitely looking into your cultural traditions whether that's making an altar um, right if I'm Jewish I would probably light Shabbat candles for my ancestors right like I would actually light the candle itself for them like a set of Shabbat candles because it's believed that the flame of a candle represents the soul of a person. And so if I wanted to get in touch with my Orthodox grandma, I would probably light her some Shabbat candles. Um, so definitely looking into your cultural traditions is really, really key to reaching out to spirits, specifically your ancestors. And I think those, that's five. Yeah. Yeah. Wow, I'm really out of breath after doing all that. All right, the the segment you've been waiting for is brew, baby. Okay. So I did this pumpkin spice one. I'm going to attach the recipe below. It was basically cinnamon, clove, orange, vanilla. Um, there might've been one other thing. Oh, and ginger. That was it. It was ginger. It made my house smell amazing. Like I cannot stress that. Oh my God. It was wonderful, and it, like, made the house feel warm and cozy. Um, And so the one I'm attaching, you don't actually have to add intention to it. I did. Um, Either way, it just smells fantastic. The one I did is for prosperity because I did it at the beginning of the semester to kind of help us through the rest of the semester. Um, But they have stuff for, for protection. They have stuff for love and I think those are the three recipes Um but most of the stuff is already in your pantry if you have an apartment or if you have a kitchen so it is a really easy thing to just kind of whip out and do and it is uh, so cozy like it's a little spooky because it's like oh like I'm making this random pot of bubbling water with a bunch of re- like random ingredients in it and it feels like very is brew like that huge cauldron and practical magic with like you know the if you really wanted to be extra you could add some dry ice <laughs> but it's just so cozy it's also very fall get in big sweatpants and fuzzy socks and curl up with like a blanket and a good book which is why I'm kind of ending this podcast series with something a little bit less intense and a little bit more secular. And I can like, please, please, please let me know if you try it and if you like it because it's fantastic. I'm done. Um, this has been the last and final episode of Thinning the Veil. Um, I, this really has been kind of a little passion project for me. This semester has been really rough. Um, and I know that's not just for me. I know that's for a lot of other people. And so I hope that I kind of gave you some ways to get into the spooky season that aren't as time consuming as you normally would do right and I'm just gonna encourage you that after the semester we've had to take 15 minutes you know Amherst Wire just posted their first meditation podcast so go do that go meditate go relax like give yourself a moment to recharge because honestly the more I've studied witchcraft and different traditions, like different religious traditions, different cultural traditions, I've realized that at the center of spirituality is self-care. That is that is the most witchy thing you can do for yourself this October. And that's what I'm going to be doing this weekend. I will have a day where I give myself that break. So please join me Um Tell me if you guys liked this podcast, if you would want me to revive it, um what your Halloween plans are, or if you tried any of the divination techniques or even the potpourri, um just DM me on Instagram at Emily Klein, E-M-I-L-E-E-K-L-E-I-N-N. Um, check out the other podcasts on the Amherst Wire. I'm not even oh, so we're gonna be having a supreme court version of a sports talk podcast coming out on monday um, we had our first anime podcast come out this week and on top of that i mentioned this a meditation podcast so go check those out um, and this has been thinning the veil with emily klein happy halloween